Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Two uh, very, very notable panelists, uh, Keisha Jackson and Pam Kusick. Uh, Keisha Jackson is a 22-year retired Air Force veteran and family caregiver. Uh, she has worked tireless, tirelessly in this field um, uh, after taking care of her mom um, and had, who had stage 4 inoperable lung cancer. Uh, Keisha started learning about caregiver resources to share with other caregivers. Also, we have um, Pam Kusick, who is the Vice President for Rare Patient Voice. What she does in this role is she has, she's an experienced research professional with more than 30 years of expertise. As Vice President of Business and Development, Pam focuses on developing client relationships and expanding patient panels. Pam hopes to expand rare patient voices panels to include every patient who wants to share their opinions and impact their disease category. So today's discussion is helping patients and caregiver voice their opinion. Okay, it's great to have you on, Pam, and it's also great to have you on, as usual, Keisha. So why don't you lead us into this, Keisha, and give us a little bit of um, where we're headed with this discussion. Sure, sure. It's great to uh, talk to you today, uh, Dr. Arnold. Good to hear your voice. Oh, same. Um, (laughs) Very excited to have Pam from Rare Patient Voice on today. Um, they do something that is really, really good for caregivers. A lot of times when I'm talking about the caregivers, we're so in the throw of what we're doing that you don't have time to sit, you don't have time to sleep, you don't have time to think. But with um, the pandemic and COVID and not being able to get to appointments with your, your loved ones or maybe having to go on an appointment and wind up sitting out in the car with your loved one, this is something that can be done by caregivers, whether they do it at, um, at home, because it's pretty much done online. And um, um, Pam, she'll, she'll be able to talk uh, definitely more about it. But I also mentioned to Pam, with this being the Christmas season, that this may be a way for caregivers to be um, you know, reimbursed for uh, some of the things that they do. So Pam, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about Rare patient, um, if you want to talk about, you know, how it started, where you're at now, and um, just take it away. Appreciate it. Sure. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. This is a, this is a really neat opportunity. Um, so Rare Patient Voice, um, as you said, connects patients and caregivers with the opportunity to share their experiences with um, companies that are creating products and services to help them. So we connect patients with um, and, and their caregivers with um, all kinds of opportunities. It might be interviews or surveys or focus groups. Um, sometimes it's product testing, but all of that is um, because the patient and the caregiver are really the experts in their conditions. They know more sometimes than their doctors do about what they're experiencing, especially in the rare space. It's, you know, it's hard for them to connect with other people in some, you know, some cases. So it's a, a nice way for them to be able to share back what they know so that 
when um, or companies are creating products and services, they actually work for the patient and work for the caregiver. Uh, specifically for the caregivers, there are a lot of conditions, and, and probably, you know, Keisha, you know this better than anyone, you know, where the caregiver really knows more maybe about what, you know, the day-to-day with the patient is than the patient does because, you know, they're, the, the caregiver is the one who is helping to make the appointments, helping to, you know, administer medications if that's the case, um, you know, they're they the ones who are taking care of everything. So um, their voice and their experience is, is super important to, um, to researchers. And so um, what we have done over the past seven years is we have gone to patient healthcare events like a National Hemophilia Foundation conference or National Sickle Cell conference. We meet patients, we meet their caregivers, explain what we do, and if they're interested, they can sign up with us. They never have to do anything, but if they do want to, um, they earn $100 per hour, and that's for really for providing their opinions about something. So it might be a new product or service coming to market, and they can give their opinion about that. Sometimes it's um, uh, researchers want to know what the a day in the life is. So they're having um, the caregiver maybe do a, a journal day to day. And that for that time and for their expertise, we compensate them because, you know, it, these decisions should not be made without the patient, without the caregiver, and their time is valuable. So um, that's what we do in a nutshell. We are currently. Um, we started out in the U.S. We have a small um, panel in Canada, too, and we have now expanded to the U.K. and some, um, we're, we will slowly expand to other countries as well, but mostly we um, we work in the United States. You know, one, one thing I have a question on is, um, you know, we uh, it, it's probably easy for people to understand the, uh, the issue about rare, but what about the orphan diseases? Because we, sometimes that term comes up. And people don't really understand what that means. <laughs> sure, it's in the, the the basically the same you know the category where you know rare and orphan diseases. There are sometimes um, too few people to do a clinical trial, or uh, there might not be you know enough focus on those. So you know the the rare community, which you know and with these rare and orphan diseases kind of come together. Are um, are becoming very powerful, and they, you know, they are um, looking for the, you know, to opportunities to have um, products and services developed for their loved ones. I mean, some of these are are life limiting conditions that, you know, their child may have been um, born with a, a genetic condition, and you know, it's not as it's not common like, um, you know heart disease or, or acne or, you know, uh, other things that, you know, products are developed for all the time. Um, but they're, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And they want people to pay attention and, you know, and focus on those rare orphan diseases because they're, um, for, you know, the longest time, there wasn't anybody, one, for them to even, you know, they, a lot of times it takes them about seven years to even be diagnosed on average because their you know, conditions are so uncommon. There are, you know, people that we meet at some of the, the events that we go to where they are one of eight people in the world who have the condition that they have. And it's, you know, it's incredibly isolating, but the power that these, you know, moms, dads, uh, you know, they just really, um, they really want to move forward and find, you know, something to help their their kids and other people who come after them. Okay. 
Yeah, we, we have an audio clip uh, that we would like to play, but it's rarepatientvoice.com, and it talks a little bit about uh, some of the issues you just mentioned. And then we'll, um, I have a couple of questions for you after we play the uh, audio clip uh, concerning this, okay? Hi, rarepatientvoice.com. Patients and family caregivers are needed to join our confidential panels from where you will be selected to qualify to participate in surveys and studies to make your voice heard to shape products and services being developed on your behalf. And we pay you $100 an hour to do so. It's easy, and the check comes right to you, and you can buy yourself something nice for taking a few minutes out of your day. So I really appreciate everything. Questions you answer help us. I like it a lot. <laughs> what we have to say is important and, and uh, can help people. And Rare Patient Voice gives me that opportunity. When I think about Rare Patient Voice, I think just that. People with rare diseases being given a voice to help others. RarePatientVoice.com. Join us today. Okay, great. You know, I, I just wanted to wonder, I was wondering, you know, with this, uh, w- when you talk about rare and often uh, diseases, um, you know, what is the, is it really difficult to get the support because with it being a rare condition, uh, you know, if you're trying to get legislative support, if you're trying to get uh, people to push things that will help people uh, with the condition, whether it's uh, money for research or for uh, legislation that assists people, uh, do you see that there, the advocacy role, is there a need for people to speak up and to help and join in in this fight? Absolutely. It's a, um, you know, there, there are some organizations that specifically focus on the legislative um, uh, things that you're, that you're talking about. Some of their, their larger groups that um, there's one, uh, Global Genes, there's another one called Ward that they focus on trying to, um, basically like power numbers getting you know a lot of these different groups together to try to help make changes help you know have their um you know their voices being heard and changes being made to say research agendas so that we're not looking at um research that you need a a clinical trial with hundreds of patients because quite frankly in the rare community there may not be you know hundreds of patients in that particular condition and so um, there's, you know, talk of the the N of one, uh, you know, one one person in a trial. If there's something that can make a difference for one patient now, it can make a difference for people, you know, in the rare community down the line. So there are, you know, the, the beauty of where we are with Rare Patient Voice is we meet a lot of these people and we can connect them with um, with other groups who are doing things. We have a lot of advocacy partners that we work with to help bring more patients um, into our community so we can connect them with research opportunities. Right now we have about 700 different um, partners who help us. They may be, you know, a small support group. They may be an online um like an online Facebook page where they kind of, you know, group together and and share opinions about what they're going through with their conditions. So there are small groups um, that are working towards some of this, you know, in the rare space. And there are also larger, you know, some of these larger groups that can help as well. Um, We are also, as well as having the rare patients, 
we had people signing up, you know, with us who have heart disease and who have other um, less rare conditions. And and we thought, well, oh, you know, our clients are probably not going to, you know, come to us for these non-rare conditions. And they do. So now we have both rare and non-rare. Mm-hmm. We welcome everybody, you know, to, to sign up if they're interested in sharing their opinions um, to, to be able to make a difference in their in their disease category for, you know, either for themselves, their children, their parents, or others coming later who may be diagnosed with the same thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I really would, that sounds very encouraging to have, you know, people uh, have their needs addressed in that uh, fashion. And, you know, I guess you also deal with the issues about treatment options, um, you know, p- uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy are many, many times needed in this uh, arena. And uh, th- those are things that really should be advocated for as well, I, I would imagine. Sure. Yeah. There. I mean, there are all kinds of, of um, you know, with the the companies that that we deal with. There sometimes they are creating um, you know programs and and services for these different patient groups, and sometimes it might be about um, service delivery and how um, you know maybe the challenges that a a patient might have getting to, you know, speech therapy or physical therapy or occupational therapy and creating um, new plans and new ideas. And I mean, COVID is a a perfect example for that. We've all had to change what we did very quickly and um, really make modifications to how we do things. And the, um, the organizations that we work with that are trying to um, capture the patient voice and, and use that to figure out what are some way, better ways to do things for patients, um, we feel like you know the, the more companies we can connect with and the more patients we can connect with, it, we're helping to make things better for patients down the line. Um, and that, you know, I'm really I'm really pleased that we've been able to continue to build the number of patients that we have connected with even during COVID because we are, you know, providing them an opportunity to share their voice, to to be heard, to impact the development of products and services and, you know, and hopefully make things better for, you know, for them down the line. That's fantastic. Um, but do you see any special um, issues coming up with the COVID environment we're living in now? You know, um, I can imagine that would only put a strain on some of the uh, issues and put, you know, a little bit more in the category of uh, caretaker uh, burnout, too, with all the things going mm-hmm. on. So I'm not sure if you're seeing that. Well, you know, we, we are... Um there are several um, several different studies that have you know been done during this COVID time that um, we've worked on the having to do with telehealth and and um, you know hearing how um, how COVID is impacting kind of the change in in how you are being able to be cared for and how caregivers can help their patients. Um, you know, a lot of times we're we're not um, we are not conducting the research ourselves, so I'm not necessarily hearing the you know the the all of the details about what you know what what caregivers and patients are are experiencing. But yes. we do know that um, you know the burden is 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 difficult. I mean, we are 
as as caregivers isolated in a lot of ways as as Keisha had said and care and covid has only made that worse for people um yes. you know the mm-hmm. we have um you know a number of the the categories that you know we serve are in you know mental health areas or in um you know and and we're happy to connect those patients with opportunities to share their experiences because, you know, there might be something that a, a company can develop to help them to deal better with isolation. I mean, this right, is a, right, right. you know, a lot of times we're not listening. I don't want to say we're not listening to the caregiver, but, you know, as, as you know, Keisha can probably attest to, when people ask, oh, how's your mom? They're not, they don't come and ask how you are as the caregiver. And the caregiver, yes. you know, really, really bears the brunt of a lot. So I think, yes. you know, during this COVID time, some of what we might see is, um, you know, products and services developed for people who are isolated and that can help them. Like telehealth and, and you know, those kinds of things, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and and oh, and some um, there are apps that are developed to you know help people with you know loneliness and so on and so forth. So there are mm-hmm. some things that will be developed. They were not necessarily developed for caregivers initially, mm-hmm. but I think they will help caregivers down the line. Great. Okay, we're running out of time. We're out there. We're down to the last few seconds, but I just want to make sure we have rarepatientvoice.com. Is there any other way that you want uh, people to connect your organization? No, that's a terrific way. If they're interested in participating in any of these kinds of studies, they can go right to that website that you just mentioned and um, sign up. And, you know, we'd be happy to connect them with research opportunities to, to, you know, as well. It's really a a great, great thing. And patients really enjoy doing it and caregivers do. Um, And then they get paid for their opinions. It's kind of a nice thing on both ends. Okay, great. Uh, Make sure that, uh, you know, we we are going to a drawing for the next uh, session. Uh, segment, but I just want to thank our partner, Military Families Matter, um, for Keisha, and also uh, to Pam. The wonderful job. We'll have you back uh, shortly. <laughs> Terrific. That's wonderful. Thank, thank you, you so much. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.